Welcome to Epilepsy Cast, the podcast about all things epilepsy from Epilepsy Action. Hello everyone, welcome to this special Purple Day 2021 bonus cast where we're getting you, the listeners, uh, to share stories and take us through this episode, um, giving us your thoughts on misconceptions and myths about epilepsy. Uh, we know there's still so many that are prevalent even today. You know, for example, how epilepsy is only triggered by flashing lights or epilepsy is kind of just the seizure and there's nothing else to it. And we know um, as an organization how much that just isn't the case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the great things about Purple Day is that we see people with epilepsy coming together all over the world to um, raise their voices and speak about epilepsy. Um, and it's kind of our chance to shout to the world to to let them know what epilepsy is really all about. So um, we're really excited to have um, your voices featured here today. And um, I really can't wait to listen. Hi, what's happening? My name is Derek Key. I've had epilepsy since I was seven years old and I have tonic-clonic seizures to be precise. As it stands, I haven't had a seizure for about 30 months, but prior to that growing up, I used to have them regularly and as I got older, they started to reduce, got them down to about twice a year, but when I did have them, they were really, really bad. If I had to say uh, one thing about epilepsy, I could say a few, but if I had to narrow it down, I'd say don't assume anything and ask somebody with epilepsy about their epilepsy. I've come across a lot of misconceptions. I think the worst one was I was working at this workplace, had a seizure, post-seizure I woke up and I was very emotional, clingy. When my colleagues were telling me about it, they were just basically taking digs at me and just saying I was a crybaby and stuff like that, which, which wasn't nice and just wasn't cool. Before, I never used to speak up about epilepsy and misconceptions until some life-threatening incidences, and that changed my mind, really. But ultimately, the best way we can clear up misconceptions is just being open to listening and asking people with epilepsy about their epilepsy individually and their triggers, because it's different for everyone. Anyways, thank you for listening. Sweet. Hi, my name is Deborah McCudden. Um, I'm 34 and I have epilepsy. My absolute epilepsy um, started when I was 27 and I started having seizures completely out of the blue. Um, it was very, very scary. One minute I was eating dinner, the next I was in an ambulance. I didn't know what to think. I was hoping that something had just triggered it and it would go away. But unfortunately, it never did. Uh, I suppose one thing about epilepsy is um, everybody thinks that it's the same thing for everybody. That once they're medicated, it would maybe go away. Now, I've tried a lot of different medications. And for me, I'm still uncontrolled, like many years later. Um, it's a really huge misconception, you know, that people, once they're on medication, can be controlled. You know, their seizures can be controlled and they'll live a really happy, normal life. Now, I'm not saying that I can't live a happy, normal life. But for me, what is normal? I used to be able to work. I used to be able to live really independently. And now I have two children. So my mum is my car. She looks after us. I'm terrified about being left alone with my kids in case I was to take a seizure and one of them would get hurt as they're very small. 
I hope in the future that my seizures will get controlled and I can have that kind of life again. I do know people that are controlled with medication who do live the kind of life that I want to lead um, and a lot of people do. I suppose advice that I would give the listeners on how they can address these misconceptions is never assume, you know, never just think that people aren't working because they're lazy. You know, I think that scares me the most that people look at me and think she's just not working because she's a mum. She doesn't want to go to work. So she's just blaming her epilepsy. She's just blaming her seizures. I have a degree. I love working. I work with um, young people and it is my passion. And one day I would love to get back to that. You know, so I guess the one thing I would say to people is just don't assume. Never assume what somebody's going through. Because epilepsy is different for every single person. And I have yet to meet one person who has the same experience than I do. Epilepsy is a very strange um, thing. Very strange illness, whatever you want to call it. And... Unfortunately, I have a nice relationship with it, <laughs> a relationship I didn't really want to have. You know, I think everybody should just kind of try to keep positive, keep positive with it. Use the um, resources that are there and, and hope for the best. I mean, Epilepsy Action is a wonderful place. You know, it's a great place where you can meet people, talk to other people who are going through similar things and and get a sense of what other people are actually going through too. Hi, it's Murray here. I've had epilepsy for 25 years. It started when I was 16 and I have absence seizures. I generally have these five to six times a month, but once I had 90 in one weekend. If I could tell you one thing about epilepsy, it's that the person living with it can take on roles with responsibility, like managing other people. People living with epilepsy aren't stupid because they have the condition. People with epilepsy are found in all walks of life and at all levels in business, government, the arts and professions. We aren't always aware of them because many people, even today, don't talk about having epilepsy for fear of what other people might think. I've personally had comments in the past from people telling me I shouldn't have been in the roles I've held over the years, including managing teams of up to 80 people just because I have epilepsy. When I asked them why they thought this, they said that they felt the job was too stressful for me and was the cause of my seizures. Some even said that people with conditions like mine shouldn't be allowed to work or be in charge of other people at all. I just took their comments in, explained the reasons for my epilepsy and proved them wrong. I started in an entry level role in the company I worked for 25 years ago, progressed through management and I'm now subject matter specialist in HR, supporting managers on how to deal with employees with health conditions, including epilepsy. The job is sometimes stressful, but I rarely have seizures as a direct result. In fact, I sometimes have fewer seizures when I'm more engaged with my work. If someone ever tells you how you should feel or what you should do with your condition, don't get mad. Help them to understand it more. Once they get over this barrier, they'll be far more useful going forward. If you ever need any other advice, contact the team at Epilepsy Action. They've helped me so much over the years. Keep strong and stay safe. Hello, my name is Bob Sutcliffe and I've had epilepsy since I was 36. 
Um, I have tonic clonic seizures, which are actually managed now by um, a combination of medication. Um, and I've been successful with that medication for some time now. However, I think one of the most frustrating things is that when people talk about epilepsy, they think about the seizure, but they don't think about the fact that um, epilepsy is there with you all the time, even though you're not having seizures. And that often comes with anxiety, depression and mood swings. And sometimes those are the hardest things to try and explain or really give an excuse excuse for really or explain that it's all because of your epilepsy people find that really hard to understand one of the most shocking stories i've got related to that is i was once disciplined at school at term work related to mood swings um, and I had to explain that that was part of my condition and a side effect of the medication I was on and had to get a doctor's note to explain that and I I just found that really really embarrassing but I think one of the messages is don't ever feel afraid to share and to to explain yourself because the more you can explain yourself the more people will understand and the more people understand then the easier it will be to have epilepsy. Hi, it's Phil Betts. I try to keep the impact of epilepsy down to a minimum, but I always have to plan around it. Last weekend, for example, my children had to go and stay with their grandparents while my wife went to work. It was simply for the fact um, I tend to have these seizures first thing in the morning. Since the age of eight, I've been having absence seizures, and this is basically where I go into a bit of a daydream, a bit of a trance, if you like, where I can't talk, don't really know what's going on around me in a bit of semi-consciousness. And when I come out of it, I'm a bit belligerent, apparently, which is nothing like me. There are so many misconceptions out there in the 30-odd years I've had it, and I can understand the thoughts of people who don't have epilepsy, just thinking it's about fits and a reaction to flickering lights. But my um, actual trigger is lack of sleep and stress. My advice would be when you actually see someone in the street acting strangely, don't just assume they're drunk or having uh, sort of drug issues. Um, that's the issue my wife and children have. They're worried people walk on by if uh, I was out and about and I had an attack. Also, the drugs I take on heavy medication um, that also impacts my behaviour and how, how I act as well. In the workplace, I've been described as lethargic, laid back and almost not interested. That's where I feel there's more ignorance than anywhere in the workplace. Dealing with a job and also taking a lot of drugs to control the epilepsy is enough. But also then having to try and be dynamic as it's classed is also tough in itself. Previously, I've hid the fact. Um, now I simply tell people, and if there is a problem, it's really that there's to go and uh, look up and read up about. Um, if I've got any advice for people, it's never give in, and you'll have a fun and fulfilled life. Hi, my name is Lauren, and I've suffered from epilepsy since my 14th birthday. I have tonic-chronic seizures and partial seizures, for which I'm actually awake during them both. Since having epilepsy, I've noticed not many people actually really understand the topic and brush it to the side. There are many different types of seizures and affect people very differently. It's also not just the seizures that affect our day-to-day -day lives. 
For example, I'm slow at catching on to topics and get called a retard or stupid. I've been mistaken for being drunk when having a partial seizure on the streets. I finally push past any comments I get and understand I am who I am. It doesn't matter if I have epilepsy, just keep being yourself. Hi, this is Charlotte. Um, I've had epilepsy since I was, I was diagnosed at 11. Um, I'm now 30, so I have lived longer with epilepsy than without it. Um, I have three kinds of seizures, tonic-clonic, absence and myoclonic jerks. My absence seizures occur daily, um, so epilepsy is never really far from my consciousness. Um, I have myoclonics tend to be at night time um, when, I'm, when I'm tired. And uh, my tonic-clonics are... Well, they're hard to pin down, um, but I've been quite lucky because I recently had um, one year without a tonic-clonic, which is utterly amazing for me. Um, and I really think that's down to having my VNS device fitted in 2018. That seems to have really made a big difference to me um, because I didn't ever think that I'd go a year without one. I mean, at one point, I didn't think I'd go a month without one, so it's quite incredible. One of the um, biggest misconceptions about epilepsy is, for me, is that it doesn't affect your life, whereas I've not had any area of my life not be affected by my epilepsy. I... I think that people don't understand quite how much it does affect. It's not just, oh, they have, you know, they fall to the floor and have a tonic-clonic fit. Um, you know, there are knock-on effects. Like, I mean, I'm I'm recording this with um, a very bitten and swollen tongue, um, having just had one yesterday. I, I can't really eat properly, and that just... People don't really think of that stuff, I don't think. Um, there's so much that is affected by a seizure. I mean, there's the, the confidence shake. I mean, I know that after a tonic clinic, I start to think, oh, what can I do? I'll never be able... Am I independent again? Will I ever be able to do this when I do that? When actually, I, I just know that it's that, that anxiety of epilepsy, but I think... A lot of the general public, unless you know someone with it, they don't know that those thoughts happen. Um, yeah, I think one of the most sort of shocking things that's happened to me when I've had a seizure is um, someone saw my engagement ring once. Um, I've had people tell me that I shouldn't have children. Um because of my epilepsy and that I'd be a danger to them. I mean, people can be really mean <laughs> and um, not understand that there is a person behind the condition. Um, I tend to, to do a lot of reframing. So although, I mean, as I've mentioned, you know, I've recently had a tonic-clonic after a year of not having them, even though... It's sad and, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I am sad and a bit angry that I've had one. 
at the end of the day, I didn't think I'd ever go a year without having one. So I just reframe that in my head like, wow, I've gone a year. That's amazing. That means I can do this, that we can do that again. And it's about picking yourself up and going, right, okay, I... I have epilepsy, but epilepsy doesn't have me. So yes, it may affect areas of my life, but that doesn't mean that I can't do everything that I want to do. I might just have to do things a little bit differently to other people. You know, I I can go to music concerts, but I mean, the last one I went to um, was actually The Prodigy with my dad, and uh, we both wore eye patches <laughs> to keep the... Um, the strobe light effect on my photosensitivity away. Um, so, you know, it's about doing things that... It's not about saying I can't ever do things. It's about saying, okay, if I want to do that, how can I do that that's in a way that's safe for me and that, you know, I will still feel like I'm enjoying and achieving something. Um. So, yeah, that's, one, that's probably a, a tip of encouragement and... Um, a good a good way that's got me through a lot of horrible times with my epilepsy. Um, yeah, thank you. That was so nice to hear some really honest and open opinions straight from people living with epilepsy and kind of how they've adapted to some of the challenges they faced whilst kind of really uh, reinforcing that there's still so many myths and misconceptions out there that really need to be busted for the for the general public. Yeah, absolutely. There's still so much work to do, isn't there? But I agree, it's so nice to hear kind of how different people are, are facing life with their epilepsy um, in lots of different ways. Yeah, and for, for Purple Day 2021, we're going to be sharing um, sort of some results of a poll that we did, um, asking, uh, again, people with epilepsy what their kind of biggest... Um, misconceptions or miss they they kind of find um in their day-to-day lives um and that's going to be all over our social media channels which uh, you can find at epilepsy action on pretty much everything um so go check out um all the work and all the stories that we're sharing for purple day which is today hopefully this podcast is coming out on purple day so uh, happy yeah. purple day as well everyone um, and we've also um, recorded an interview with comedian Maisie adam about her epilepsy and um how it's kind of part of her growing up story and how she's handled it um, and how she uses it as part of her comedy routines, um, which I personally think is well worth a listen and you can find that in your podcast feeds as well. Absolutely well worth a listen. And this one is also going to be in video form on YouTube, which um, you can find at youtube.com forward slash epilepsy action. So that'll about do it for this special bonus cast but um as we mentioned in the Maisie podcast as well there is a series two coming perhaps hattieless unfortunately so um you gotta keep an eye on your podcast feeds for that hopefully um in the next few months yeah i'm gonna swap from being a presenter to a listener as i go on to maternity leave but um i can't wait to hear all of the exciting things that are going to happen in season two so keep an eye out absolutely and i'm sure hopefully you'll pop up at least for one right Come on, we got to get the co-hosts back together. You never know. I never we'll know. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, I'll catch you then. Catch you in the next one.